0: Before we look at an example, though, let's look at the syntax of the three row operations on the TI-89. The first one listed in your book is row swap, and then it has parentheses. We often, With functions, we often have the name of the function and then the parentheses, and inside the parentheses are what we're going to do with the function. So the function row swap, parentheses, the first thing you need to put is A. A is the matrix you're working with. Now normally we just use A, and so it's very simple to um, those, those match up exactly. So A is the matrix you're using, then a comma, and then M is the first row you want to swap, and then comma, and then N is the second row you want to swap. Then you close the parentheses and store, that arrow means store, and then A1, what that's doing is it's storing your new matrix with a different name that way you can always backtrack and you haven't changed your original matrix so suppose you enter your matrix you check that you've entered it correctly and then you start performing row operations on this matrix. If you make a mistake with one of your operations, you don't want to have to go back and re-enter the matrix. So what we do instead is we store it as a new matrix and then that's the matrix we use for the next operation. So just to summarize, suppose you want to interchange row 2 with row 3 in your matrix A. You would go to row swap and then it would automatically put the parentheses in for you unless you typed it in yourself which you could do you could put on alpha lock and type in R-O-W-S-W-A-P but at that point it's probably faster to go to the catalog so you've got row swap and then parentheses then enter whatever your matrix is most likely if it's the first thing you're doing it'll be matrix A then comma then if you want to interchange rows two and three then the next thing would be two comma three you could do three comma two but you might as well do it in order two comma three parentheses then store the store key above the on button and then you would type in alpha a and then the number one if this was your first change you were making and that would swap rows two with row two and three row swap parentheses a comma two comma three parentheses store as a one. In your book instead of two and three they have M and N for any rows you want. So that's how you would use row swap and remember we might use that if we have a leading one say we have a one in the first in the second entry of row three then we might want to switch and put that in row two so we already have a leading one where we want it. The next operation is m row. And M row takes any constant M and multiplies it by any row you would like. Now you can do alpha lock and type it in or you can go to the catalog to the M's and find it there. Uh, M row parentheses should come in if you use a ca- uh, catalog. They will come in if you use a catalog, or you can type them in if you're if you're typing everything else. M row parentheses. Now this time, whatever you're multiplying goes first. So the M goes first. So say you want to multiply row three by five, you want to take five times row three. So you put five comma, then whichever matrix you're operating on. If it's A, then that's what you put. If it's A three, then you put that. So the matrix is in the second part in the parentheses, and then comma whichever row you want to multiply by. So then you close the parentheses and store it as the next matrix you want to work with. If you've been working with matrix A1, then you're going to store it as A2. So M row, parentheses, M, what you're multiplying by, comma, A, the matrix you're working with, comma, R, whatever row you're multiplying by. Close the parentheses, store it as a new matrix. It might be A2, it, as it is in the book. The final operation, M row add, is the one we use most frequently. M row add, you can type it in, or again, you'll probably just have it running on your calculator anyway, so you probably only have to go to the catalog once for that. M row add, parentheses, M, what you're multiplying a row by, comma, A, whichever matrix you're working with, comma, I, the row that you're multiplying by, comma, J, the row that you're going to add that product to and replace. So the last entry in those four arguments, J, that's the row that's going to be rewritten. That's the row that's going to be rewritten after multiplying the other row by M. So it's important that you get the correct ordering on your rows on this. Parentheses, store as, the next matrix may be A3. So M row add multiplies row I by M and adds it to row J and stores row J as the new row. And that works in whatever matrix you're in, A store it as a new matrix just in case you made a mistake and you want to backtrack to your previous matrix. Okay let's look at an example. Let's look at the example in the book. We have a, a three equations and three unknowns problem. 3x minus 2y plus 7z equals 25. 4x plus y minus z equals 6. 2x plus 3y minus 4z equals negative 5. Now the first thing we need to do as always is enter our matrix into the calculator and let's just call it matrix A. So take a minute and do that and then I'll do it if you um, have forgotten how and then we'll go from there. Okay to enter the matrix we need to hit the second function and then the left bracket which is the comma. And then we need to put the first row in, just like the first equation, the coefficients. 3, comma, negative 2, comma, 7, comma. Now this is an augmented matrix, so this is different. Instead of entering row A and row B, we're going to enter the entire row the entire row is going to be the entire equation so we won't have two matrices A and B we'll just have the augmented matrix which we're going to call A. It's a different A than what we had in the last section so after you put the last coefficient on the first row we put comma 25 for our constant now we put the semicolon for our first row so just like the augmented matrix looks on paper but now we have four entries in the first row, we'll have four entries in the second row, and so on. So we have four is the first coefficient in the second equation, comma, one y, comma, negative, comma, negative z, so I just put negative one, and then comma, the constant is six, and then semicolon to end that second row, and then two, comma, three, comma, negative 4z I put negative 4 comma and the constant is negative 5 so I put a negative 5 there and then I close the matrix with the right bracket which is above the division and then remember we need to store it as something if we store it as alpha a then it'll overwrite the last a we had but let's just do that for clarity so we have storing that as alpha a I hit enter I double check that I've entered it correctly 3x minus 2y plus 7z equals 25, 4x plus 1y minus 1z equals 6, 2x plus 3y minus 4z equals negative 5. Make sure you take time to check it because you don't want to go through all these row operations and then find out that you've entered the wrong matrix. So this looks like the same example in the book. And the next thing we want to do is look and see what we might want to do first now the first thing I notice after checking my matrix is I have a one in the two two position so since this one is already here we might as well get zeros above and below it while we're here so can you think what we might want to do to get a zero above this one in the two two position we would want to take two times the second row, add it to the first row, and replace the first row. So that's an M-row add operation. So I need to find my M-row add under catalog and I need to go, oh I already have it there, but if you don't you could go to the M's or notice what's right below M-row add. You have NCR you might as well go to the ends if you're looking around for the m row ads or any other M thing that's near the end. Go to the ends and then go up one and then you can see m row ad is the next thing up. So that's a tricky thing if you don't want to scroll through a bunch of M's or A's or R's whatever it is you can go to the next letter down and then go up one. So there's m row ad. Once you find it you need to hit enter and then that'll put it in your entry line right here, M row add. Now we need to take 2 times row 1 and add it, sorry, 2 times row 2, where that 1 is, 2 times row 2, add it to row 1, and replace row 1. So if we do it as 2a, row 2, comma, then row 1, it should do the operation correctly. So the thing I want to multiply is 2, so I say 2, comma, then matrix A right now, alpha A, alpha equals, comma, row two, that's gonna take two times row two, comma, I'm gonna add it to row one, close the parentheses, store it as a new matrix, alpha A, and then just the number one. So that's what it looks like right there. 2A21, two two, store it as A1. And when you hit enter, you get 11, there's that zero we wanted. 5, 37, 4, 1, negative 1, 6 is left alone. So now that we've got the zero above the 1, can you remember what we want to do next? Maybe get a zero below the 1. So how do we get a zero here where we have a 3? If we take negative 3 times row 2 and add it to row 3, that'll give us the zero we want. So I already have m row add in there. If I start typing now, I'm gonna lose it all because it's selected. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm going to go to either the front or the end, it doesn't really matter. I'll go to the front by hitting the left arrow button. And then I will scroll over using the right arrow. And I'm just gonna change this to, oops, I I did the wrong thing. I used delete on my keyboard. I should have used the back arrow key. So now I'm gonna have to retype, but that's all right. So I'm going to delete the 2 and I'm going to put negative 3 then I have to hit comma and then I'm going to put the matrix. Now this matrix is A1 now so I'm going to take alpha A and then 1 and then comma and then the row I want to do this to negative 3 times row 2 comma add it to row 3 and replace row 3 close the parentheses, store it, now we had matrix A1, so now we want to use matrix A2. So here's the operation. M row add negative 3 in matrix A1 times row 2, add to row 3, that's going to be your new matrix A2. When you hit enter, there's the 0 we want right here. Now that we have our zeros in, our zeros and our ones in the second column, we need to decide what to do with the first or the third column. So it's up to you. It doesn't really matter. But since we already have a negative one right here, maybe we should just turn that to a positive one and then get our zeros above it. And then we'll deal with the first column last. So if we want to get a positive one here, we don't need to do an M row add. We just need to do, can you think? what it would be just M row so I'm going to use the back arrow keys to go to the front while this is all highlighted go to the front and then I'm gonna go behind the the word add and I'm just gonna hit my back arrow to get rid of the word add so now I have M row now I'm going to go behind the three and I'm gonna use my back my little delete arrow to get rid of the three and change it to a one so I have negative 1, and now I want matrix A2 is my latest one. You can see that right here is matrix A2, so you can keep track. There's A2, so I say I delete the 1 and I put a 2. And then I want to do that to row 3. Now I don't need 2 rows because I'm not doing a swap or an add, so I just delete the row 2 and I leave row 3 in there. I make this a little bigger. And then I go to the end. Instead of... A2 now it's going to be my new matrix A3. So I have M row negative 1 in matrix A2 is going to multiply by row 3 store it as A3. When I hit enter now I've got a 1 in the 3 3 position just like I would I want to have. So now you can see above the 1 you want to have zeros. So take a minute and think about what you'd want to do to get zeros above that leading one. And you can see to get a zero here where the five is, you need to do an M row add, because you wanna multiply row three by negative five and then add it to row one and replace row one. So we're gonna have to go back to M row add. We could scroll up and get that those directions up above. I'll go ahead and do that this time. You could also do alpha lock and type in the word add. But here it is right here, M row add, if you can see, above um, a couple examples above when I hit enter it puts it in my entry line for me so now all I have to do is go back and change the things I need to change so instead of multiplying by negative 3 I want to multiply by a negative 5 because I had a leading one so I want negative 5 negative 5 and now it's no longer matrix A1 I believe its matrix A3 so I change that one to a 3 and then I wanna multiply row 3 by negative 5 so I change that to row 3 and then I wanna add that to row 1 and replace row 1 so I change there and I have almost what I need I'll show it to you at the end and I want I'm working in matrix A3 so now I'm gonna make this new matrix A4 So I have M row add negative five times row three in matrix A3, and I'm gonna add that to row one and replace row one. The order is a little cumbersome, but uh, we always put the matrix first, and then the first row, and then the second row. Store it as A4, I hit enter, and there's the zero where the five was. So now I need to get the zero above the one, and that one's pretty simple, you can see that you don't need to use m row add really, because if you just add the two together, you'll get the zero that you need. But we don't have an M row, we don't have a just row add. So we need to use M row add and we'll just put, can you think what we would put in place of M? If we just put a one in place, one where the M goes is where. If we just put a one where the M is, that'll take care of it for us. So I'm going to just go to the end of this line and change these numbers. After M row add, after negative 5, I'm going to get rid of the 5. Get rid of the negative 5 and just put a 1. And then I want to move behind the A3. I want to change that to A4. And I'm going to multiply row 3 by 1. I'm going to add it to row 2. Now the order matters because you want to rewrite row 2, not row 3. So the last thing, the last row you put will be the one rewritten. Then you go to the end. A Instead of A4, now it's A5. M row add 1 times row 3 added to row 2 in matrix A4 is going to be the new matrix A5. And there's my 0 that I want above the 1 in the 3, 3 position. So I'm almost finished. I have one column left. Looking in the first row, we want a 1 there where we have a negative 39. Now, fortunately, if we were doing this by hand, it wouldn't be so bad because 78 is a multiple of 39. But even if it weren't, we have a calculator doing the work for us. so It's not so bad. So we want to turn that negative 39 into a 1. So do you remember what to do? In this case, we don't use m row add, we just use m row, and we're going to multiply by 1 over negative 39 to get a 1 there. So I'm going to go to the end of this line here by hitting my back arrows, back left. Then I'm going to move behind the word add and just erase that. So I'm going to have m row, and I'm going to get rid of the 1, and I'm going to change it to negative 1, divided by 39. Negative Then I'm gonna take that times row one, but I have to say which matrix I'm in. Now I'm in matrix A5. And then I change this three to a one. And then I get rid of the other row because it's not applicable for this function. And then that's gonna be stored as matrix A6. And when I hit enter, there's my leading one. I have one, zero, zero, there's that two because negative 78 was just two times negative 39. So I have my leading one, now I need the zeros below it. Take a minute to pause and do this on your own with your calculator and then come back and I'll do it and we'll see if we end up in the same place. Okay, so to get a zero below the one, we have a 14, so we need to take negative 14 times row 1 and add it to row 2. And I need M row add again. So this time, instead of grabbing it up above, I'm just going to type it in so you can see different ways to do this. After M row, I need to put on alpha lock. Alpha lock is above the alpha. You hit second alpha for a lock. You'll see this a in the black square telling you you've locked it in, in alphabet mode. Now I want to type in the word add. So I hit the equals for the A, and I hit the, where is it? The comma has the D above it. So I hit comma twice, and there's the word add typed in there. So you could do it that way as well. M row add. Now I want to take negative 14 times row 1. So I'm going to type in negative 14, oops. and that's not looking, oh, because I'm in alpha lock, oops. I'm in alpha lock, and it's a good mistake for me to make, I guess. This is typed in an L, even though it looks like a 1. I need to turn off alpha lock by hitting second alpha again. Now when I delete that and type in 4, there I go, negative 14. Now I need to get rid of the divide by 39, so I delete that out. Now we're working in matrix A6, so I change the A5 to an A6. Now, this is M row add, so I need two things. I'm going to multiply negative 14 times row 1. Then I need to say comma and a 2 to add it to row 2 and replace row 2. Now I change this A6 to an A7. And when we look at this, M row add negative 14 in matrix A6 is going to be multiplied by row 1, added to row 2, stored as A7. I hit enter, there's the zero I want. One last one to do, I need a zero where that 10 is, so I need to take negative 10 times row one and add it to row three. I've already got M row add, so it's just a matter of changing the numbers. I go back to the front, change this negative 14 to negative 10. So change the four to a zero. Then this is matrix A7, so change the six to a seven. Then row 1 still, then I want to add this to row 3, so I change the 2 to a 3. And finally, we're looking at matrix A8 is our new matrix. When we hit enter, there's the operation I did last, and there's the matrix with my leading ones and the zeros everywhere else. So the answer is 1x equals 2, 1y equals 1, And 1z equals 3. The very exciting answer, 2, 1, 3, is our solution. And since we're in three dimensions, that would represent a point in three-dimensional space where three planes intersect, just like the corner of the room or the corner of your desk or the corner of a book. Any kind of corner thing uh, helps you imagine it. I mean, technically, it's not a corner. The planes go on forever. But it kind of helps you to imagine what a point, an intersection of three planes might look like so this is how we use the three elementary row operations in the calculator it's not the fastest way to do a a problem like this on the calculator however it's a very good way for you to practice the row operations and make sure that you've really got it down in case you have to do something by hand on the test or on the final or in real life without your calculator you have a way to practice without getting all bogged down in the operations and the signs and the fractions and and all of that so every time you do a problem by hand using gauss jordan row reduction you can check your work and do extra practice by using the ti-89 or if you're getting to the end of the section and the row operations are getting very cumbersome to do you might be able to switch over and use your calculator to finish the problem but when you do that you should always check with your instructor the next time you see him or her and ask should I be able to do this by hand or is it okay to finish this problem with my calculator because some problems are are more difficult than others